Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. That's the difference between you and I. For me, this is about passion, and for you, this is about fame. And nobody will ever remember you. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. Yeah, that works in Hollywood, that works in the movies, but this isn't the movies, this is real life. And in real life, I am the real hero. You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am still, by an absolute miracle of the gods of wrestling... Bullshit. ...your champion, this rogue of wrestling, Michael Newman, joined alongside my tag team partner, Joe Sheehan. Thank God to Tanahashi the Ace. The fucking one match. Such bullshit. <laughs> I, so, uh, for those keeping track, uh, I use my champion's advantage by retaining through a tie, and one of those points came through Tanahashi somehow becoming the British heavyweight champion. It's kind of ridiculous that out of, what, it was three different cards we predicted, that that was an even number of matches. Yeah. Well, the so the thing that happened was it's actually not an even number of matches, but one of them was a triple threat, and we both got it wrong. Ah, uh, okay. That was what fucking happened. Because <laughs> going into it, it was like, all right, good we're set like there's no way that this can be a tie or anything like that but then there was <laughs> because we didn't think about the fact that we could just both be wrong <laughs> no we're never wrong uh let's see which match was that yes that was uh the cracker barrel challenge yes match, uh, no. i took janela and you took alan but somehow jimmy havoc, havoc won. won that match i thought about that too like when i when i was watching it i was like huh Neither of us picked Jimmy Havoc, and it didn't cross my head that that meant both of us were wrong, and therefore... Put us into a tie scenario yet again. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, yeah, there was a lot of fun action over that weekend, and now we're just moving right along. We got new stuff in New Japan, we got new stuff in WWE, people are shifting all over fucking networks. Like, okay, so NXT is coming over to USA. Not completely Uh, yet, though. Have you heard about this? Right. Oh, oh, is there a new development? Well, I don't know if you heard, but so I think it's starting this coming Wednesday, right? They're starting mm-hmm. on the USA Network. but So it's supposed to go from 8 to 10, but the problem is is that Suits, USA's like top show, is ending their series over this Ooh. Wednesday and the following Wednesday. Like the series finale is next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And so USA was like, okay, yeah, we're not going to bump Suits for <laughs> NXT yet. So now the for the next two weeks, NXT is only on USA for the first hour, and then for the second hour, switches over to uh, the WWE Network. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, but, really know, weirdly. I, I think it was like, I get that they wanted to jump the gun and get on there before AEW, but I really, yeah. <laughs> I think this kind of bit them in the ass. I, they either didn't talk to USA and plan this right, or, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a weird fuck-up situation. Um, but I, at least for somebody who, uh, I don't know, I guess I've, I've been burned by long-running TV shows before. I haven't watched Suits, 
but for all the fans of Suits out there, I feel like I'm just appreciative that the network was like, no, we're not going to bump this shit. We're going to like let Suits be done, and then you can have your shit. I mean, it's, it's a then, just... long-running series. I mean, I remember seeing commercials mm-hmm. for it for years now. Yeah, like, it's probably, what, like nine, ten years or something on the air? Yeah, i got to look this up. Yeah, it's, I can never just say stuff like that. Like... <laughs> um, but yeah, it is It is kind of unfortunate for WWE, and I, I think it's kind of funny. Like, I think it... This deal is so weird because it simultaneously seems like it came out of nowhere, but at the same time, like, you have to know that, like, it couldn't have come out of nowhere. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, it's not like... Networks don't just go, oh, yeah, we're just right. going to take up the show. Like, But, I mean, it, I guess it is one of those things where it's like they already have their foot so thoroughly in the door with Raw already on the network that, like, you know, I feel like it wouldn't necessarily take that long for them, like, yeah, like say, for example... You know, they're t- AEW, they're talking about they're going to be on TNT, they're talking about what night they're going to be on, all that sort of shit. Vince is like, alright, I'm going to go fucking down to USA, talk to the guy that I've been working with for probably like, you know, a decade plus at least. I'm trying to, how long have they been on USA? Oh, like, WWE's been on USA for years now. Like, it's been a long ass time. And be like, hey, you know how we have Raw? How about we have another show? <laughs> like, I don't. I feel like it wouldn't take that long. Especially if they were talking about, like, if Vince even knows that, like, the Suits... Because that, that's actually kind of funny. That this is actually coming in when Suits is leaving. Vince could have probably just done a little bit of basic math or known what the schedule is for something like Suits. And be like, hey, you want something to replace Suits? You know, Suits has been on their air for, like, yeah. we're guessing, like, maybe 9, 10 years. And then Raw's been on their air for, like, what, at least 9, 10 years, probably? It's like, hey, I can give you another show that can run for nine, ten years probably on your network. And it can go right into that slot. And I could even give you two hours. Because for some fucking reason they're expanding NXT to two hours. <laughs> but I guess that's just the way they do it now. Okay, so from the first uh, airing of Raw, which was 1993, to 2000... Mm-hmm. Uh, Raw was on USA, and then they left to go to mm-hmm. Viacom, which was like TNN at the time, and then turned into Spike. So that ran mm-hmm. from 2000 to 2005, and then since 2005 mm-hmm. to now, Raw has been okay. On so USA. yeah, a grand majority of its run, like it's like 14 years recently, yeah, and then like nine years beforehand. So that's a you know, that's a pretty substantial relationship, I would say. Definitely. The kind of relationship that I feel like they would be able to put together a quick deal. And, you know what, even if it was something like, I wouldn't even be surprised if it was something that they had brought up a long time ago. It's just like, a, hey, like, what about the potential of maybe someday making NXT a show? And it was like, okay, maybe someday. And then, you know, ring, ring, ring. Hey, it's someday. Well, yeah, I mean, that conversation had been going on for a while because SmackDown mm-hmm. made the move from Sci-Fi to USA a couple of years ago. Or mm-hmm. like a year or two, I forget. Right, yeah, and then now it's going to be moving over to Fox. Yeah. So these conversations have to be constantly happening, because USA loves the fact that the the live ratings they get from Raw. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So then they've got that. TNT is going to have AEW. Access has now been bought by Anthem. Yes. Impact's company. That's some very exciting news for them. It's like, somehow, like, they are the legitimate cockroach of wrestling, of... of Although it's like they've definitely improved over the last like years, couple of years here. Yeah. So but, uh, 
Um, yeah, that that literally that kind of phrase was used by Jericho on his latest podcast. He had uh, Don Callis and Scott Diamore on to discuss this move of Impact, and he mentioned how he's like Impact's the company that just never dies. <laughs> Yeah, it like, just, like, somehow never dies. He's Despite, like, like, being run so thoroughly into the ground by Dixie Carter. Yeah. And, and uh, then now it looks like it's uh, on the upswing again, so. Mm-hmm. And uh, my favorite quote had to be, like, Don Callis saying how, like, every time people were just like, oh, they're on the Pursuit channel, which, like, no one had. And, like, people were making fun of them. And he's like, the whole time they knew that they were only going to the Pursuit channel just to stay somewhat on TV in order for this... Uh, access deal to go through mm-hmm. so <laughs> he's just like yep I just had to sit there and hold my tongue <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean good for them you know getting on the same network that New Japan's got a show but um, now they've got the network who knows if uh, New Japan will still be able to put any shows on access yeah it's gonna be interesting um, if, if I'm Anthem buying access I'm not mm-hmm. kicking those shows off like I'm keeping them on and being like we are a pro wrestling like kind of channel because then mm-hmm. you've got women of wrestling, you've got New Japan, and then you've got Impact. Like three very different shows. Yeah, actually, you know that's that's a good point. Like if you've already got like yeah three different shows, then honestly, why not maybe try to acquire some more? Yeah, like really kind of almost become the wrestling channel in a way, or at least like the maybe like the the alternative wrestling channel or something. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe would, work out yeah. something with uh, Sinclair and Ring of Honor. Like, yeah, that could be a strategy to try and go down. That would be interesting. Yeah, if there was actually just like a a whole channel that was just like all these different promotions and whatnot, the different shows. That'd be really cool. I mean, it's the only way they're going to compete with WWE and AEW. Yeah, is like all kind of banded together into some sort of alliance. But uh, maybe maybe they would all have to go under the NWA or something. They have to team up with Billy Corgan. Ooh, who like, also Billy is... Corgan's got a lot of money. He's also starting TV up. Did you hear about this? Yeah, he's, he's trying to do a show, right? Uh, a studio show, to be specific. They're not hmm. going to go okay. to, like, arenas and stuff. They're going to do old-school NWA-style studio wrestling. Interesting. Which I, I give him credit for. Do something different. Yeah, I mean, if, if they've got a vision for how to make that work and make that entertaining, then they should definitely do it, you know? I mean, it's cheaper. It's it's not going to be as flashy. Like, you're mm-hmm. not going to have a big screen. You're not going to have... You may have a small stage. Like, um, you probably won't have pyro. But, like, if you can do solid wrestling, then you're totally fine. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's just a different product. And yeah. it's going for different audiences. And there's there is an audience for that kind of a thing. And I mean, even though obviously the show is less focused on the wrestling and more focused on the characters and the stories, like a lot of people love Glow. And there are pretty significant portions of Glow that are dedicated to almost like this kind of wrestling. Yeah. It was very smaller school, or smaller school, Jesus, smaller stage, old school wrestling Mm -hmm. in a studio instead of like these giant arenas. And I feel like people could totally get into that. Yeah. You know, at least a a certain percentage of people get into that, obviously. Like, because there's. Yeah, the fact too, as much as like, I like to think about ourselves as being like better wrestling fans because we're not just like, oh, WWE and that's it and they're the best and all that, like we don't drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. But like, there is a certain type of fan 
that is looking exactly for what WWE is making, and they're not going to be interested. Like, even if you did show them good wrestling, they'd be like, well, that's not what I want. I want the, like, I want sports entertainment. Like, I'm a sports entertainment fan. Yeah. Like, those people exist for some reason. Yeah, just street wrestling doesn't entertain them. They want the storylines and... But, I mean, like, they want crappy storylines and, like, shit to just change up to the time. Like, I, I don't know. I guess maybe I should rephrase. There's sports entertainment fans, and then there's also, like, Vince McMahon fans. Yeah. I think there are people who like the way that Vince McMahon does things. Oh, yeah, like, the, For some the reason, toilet humor, the... Yeah, uh, like, the constant weird potty humor, the dick jokes, all the, like, the really, really weirdly repetitive storylines, like, the incredibly stupid baby faces. The sexism. Like all the cowardly heels. The, the, yeah, the crazy amount of sexism. Like, there's a there's a percentage of people that are like, yeah, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. You know? And then if you, it's like uh, with Zack Sabre Jr. where he was criticizing people out of the G1. He was, uh, out, this is, he was at, it was in the Texas, the beginning of the G1. Oh, yeah. And he was saying that it's like, wrestling in front of these people is like reading Shakespeare to dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and yeah, I feel like that's exactly the case for like WWE diehards. I think it's definitely true. But I think that's why, like, that's why there's no, like, there shouldn't be competition amongst all these different wrestling companies because they all have a different audience. There's there's enough people out there, I think, to watch everything. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it's like, I, I guess they need to, like, reinterpret what competition means and that it's like, instead of them all trying to do the same thing, it's like they should be all trying to do their own best show the best that they can. Yeah. So that then they can draw in the type of fan that wants to watch their version of pro wrestling. Because, like, now that I've been watching more and more types of pro wrestling over the years and things like that, like, I know and I can explain to somebody in very in-depth detail why New Japan is my favorite wrestling promotion. And I don't think that's very likely to change for a very long time. Mm. Like, I know why it's my favorite. It has the exact combination of what I want. But then I can also look at other promotions and I can understand why it's like, oh yeah, I can also understand why Joe loves Ring of Honor and why that's better for him than it is for me mm-hmm. and things like that. And, you know, that's fine. Well, I would say it's NXT more now than Ring of Honor. Oh yeah, NXT's going back up for you? Yeah, Ring of Honor is definitely on a downswing right now. Mm. Unfortunate. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm really looking forward to AEW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that they like they all do offer something different. Like as far yep. as yeah, I, I feel like there's like the different kind of like combinations percentage wise between like you know storytelling and then action, but then also the different styles of each. Right, like you have, especially between like watching strong style versus watching lucha libre versus watching American indie style pro wrestling versus watching like WWE style wrestling, like. The styles are all very, very different. Yes. And so then they, yeah, I think they appeal to different people for different reasons. Yeah. Which, I mean, different. Like, that that just goes across all TV, right? Mm -hmm. Like, certain shows don't compete with other shows. Like, um. True. I'm just, uh, like, going off of shows that Aaron and I watch. For example, we Mm -hmm. watch the show A Million Little Things on ABC. 
that's a drama. It's about a group of friends that loot, like one of their friends commits suicide and it's about how, like how they're getting through life after this and figuring Mm -hmm. everything out. And that's a drama, but I won't compare that to like, um, we've also been watching the show Brooklyn nine, nine, which is a sitcom. Like, Mm -hmm. so yeah. Yeah, exactly. Totally different sort. And then within those sorts of shows, like you have, actors who are really good on that show but would be terrible on another show exactly like andy samberg would not be good on a million little things like no and and i think that's also the other thing that's so beautiful about this time in the world of pro wrestling is that there's so many more prominent wrestling promotions that can do these different styles so that wrestlers who are really good at one style but are in the wrong promotion instead of just being kind of fucked like you can go somewhere else and then actually be good like yeah juice robinson was you know, and maybe that was just he didn't develop enough yet, but, like, he was crap in NXT. Yeah. And he's great over New Japan. And honestly, even John Moxley's a lot better over New Japan right now. Oh, yeah. But then, like, you, know, you take a guy like Kushida and throw him down to NXT, and he's doing okay right now. Yeah. We'll see how it continues to develop once Vince gets his grimy hands on him. <laughs> I, I don't think Vince touches NXT, man. I, uh, well, I once mean, it gets on USA, I think he's going to be touching that. I, I think that's Triple H's, because especially with the XFL and all coming, so... I hope you're right. I really I think, think the XFL it's, just takes all his time because there was there's so much speculation. They were like, why wasn't Triple H picked for the the Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman mm, uh, mm. spots when that was up for grabs? And it was like, I think it was for this. So I that think would they, make sense. They knew that they were going to go to USA, and so and I think it's like this is Vince's way of like, here you, you have this. I want to see what you do with it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how it develops, with, especially with it going to live, too. Mm-hmm. Every single week, two weeks, because that's twice the amount of content. But I did hear they're also, I guess, importing more of the NXT UK people, so I guess they'll have more options. And I wonder how much they'll like probably just do a couple of NXT UK things just kind of on NXT. Oh, yeah, probably. Like, just randomly have like an NXT UK title match or something, or... Uh, Maybe even 205 Live, because uh, isn't 205 Live kind of uh, up in the air at this point? Uh, 205 Live it. is done, apparently. I saw a report the other day. I didn't read it completely. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I think it's done completely, and they're moving everyone from there over to, um, whatchamacallit, uh, NXT. Hmm. Well... Uh, I'm not really that surprised. I feel like this is... I feel like we probably ended up calling this back when 205 Live was even made. That it was like, you know what, this show will probably be on for like a few years. And then Vince won't care about it anymore. And then they'll just get rid of it. Well, I just I never understood why they made it in the first place. I, I don't either, to be honest. I think it was... Um, I think it was just an attempt to get more people to get the network. Like, because it was born out of, like, the Cruiserweight Classic, but I think they didn't want people to just get, like, all right, well, if enough people sign up for the Cruiserweight Classic, we want them to retain their subscriptions. And if we give them a show that is basically, like, all those people fighting each other again and again and again, then maybe a few more people will subscribe. I don't know. Yeah. I think that was the idea. Because they just never did anything with the Cruiserweight Championship beyond it just being the title on that show. 
Yeah, that was that was it. It's never appeared anywhere else. It's it's been defended on pre shows, never on the actual main show of any of the pay per views. Yeah, I don't think it's ever made it to the main card. Um, so then I guess here's the question too: Is do you think then do they get get rid of the cruiserweight title and the cruiserweight division with it, or do you think the cruiserweight division and title still exists? But just without its own show. I think they're going to try to keep it around. I, th- I think they would hate to like get rid of a title. Um, mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. it might try to keep it around on um, NXT. But then if they feel like it's starting to fade and stuff, I can see them just going like, oh, never mind. They're just in NXT now, so it'll be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see. Actually, you know what? And that would not be a bad way to, I guess quote-unquote maybe pad out some of the time in nxt mm-hmm. is to kind of add on a lot of the 205 live cruiserweight type action in there and the cruiserweight title could just be another title on nxt yeah they i think they just want people on the roster right mm-hmm. yeah just because like they have so many people under their employ but like so many of them are up on the main roster yeah and they also have a ton of people down the performance center that are just not ready to be on tv so, yeah, they just I, signed a, a couple people from the indies, right? That were pretty, like, uh, the, um, what's the Oh, company? King Cuerno. Oh, they Cuerno? King Cuerno, I And think. then uh, the champion from Evolve. Um, yes. I uh, can't remember crap. his name. Yeah, I could see, uh, Austin Theory? That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they got those new guys in there, and I think they're both TV-ready probably at this yeah. point. I know King Cuerno is. Well, there's TV ready and then there's WWE TV ready, which is I think why they're That's putting th- them down in NXT. Like, I- I've heard that all the time now. Like Adam Cole and stuff have even admitted they're like, we thought we were ready, and, like, and then we got to WWE and we're like, oh no, never mind, NXT is good. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I wonder how much of that is just like WWE being so anal and so very specific. Because like, I, it's a you little can, you bit can of that. Habit- yeah, I think it's like those. you could learn how to do a skill and then you could learn how to do a specific skill, how one person does it. And that's just like a whole nother world. Yes. I, and I see that in my job. Like mm-hmm. there's hundreds of ways to do multiple assays and stuff in a, in a lab. And if you go to different labs, it's like, oh, well, we do it this way. And there's no reason for it. Just that's how they've always done it. Like, <laughs> right. But then, yeah, it's like, but then if you do it a different way. Then you have to like almost unlearn. That's actually sometimes one of the harder things I think is like you have to unlearn shit to then relearn a new way. Yep, and that is super annoying. <laughs> yep, it's like it's almost sometimes like I think the first time that somebody goes from watching their first wrestling promotion to watching a second one that's very different, people get very confused because you think that, or at least I guess I would assume that most people would assume that wrestling rules are just the same everywhere you go. Yeah. And all of a sudden things being different, being like, whoa, what the hell? Like, Well, like New Japan and Ring of Honor do the 20 count on the outside. Right. Mm-hmm. Doing the 20 count are a lot more uh, loose as far as like people can come in and kind of do things in tag team matches sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> well, ring, yeah, Ring of Honor just doesn't have tag team rules. <laughs> yeah. You can just enter well, the match, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> The, the thing that I guess I've, I've now grown to appreciate more about both Ring of Honor and New Japan that they do, and in regards to the rules, is just that the referee actually has more of a personality in the ring. And they are, and the rules are up to the referee's discretion. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how the rules are. And there are specific rules, but it's up to the referee to enforce them. Whereas in WWE, like, the referee is just like a robot. 
Like, they just do an exact sort of thing. Like, the other, the only other thing they do other than just basically being a ghost that pins the mat or hits the mat when somebody's getting pinned is uh, they get knocked out instantly sometimes. Yeah. Whereas, like, yeah, one of the things I fucking love about Red Shoes in New Japan is, like, when heels do shit that, like, are kind of dishonorable, but, like, Red Shoes isn't quite going to disqualify them yet, and they try to go to pin somebody, he just won't count the pin. Like, he'll just be like, fuck you. Like, I'm not counting it. Because <laughs> it's just like, you know, you, you can't win the match that way. Like, you can't hit somebody with a chair and then go to pin them, you know? I love it. But that it's like, I guess, it's like not quite bad enough to disqualify them. So Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't want this at match to end in a disqualification, so. Exactly. You know, because there's that imperative too. And that's, actually, that's one of the things I loved about Lucha Underground, is that they talked about that all the time. Was that part of the reason that the matches were allowed to get as crazy as they were, is because Dario Cueto was specifically ordering the referees to, like, be lenient with the rules. <laughs> but they at least, storyline, explain that. Right, and, and it fits into the, like, that world, too, because, like, oh, yeah, like, we want to be super violent. This is the bloody-ass world of Lucha Underground, which is so different from Uber sports world of New Japan and, you know, very indie-style wrestling of Ring of Honor mm-hmm. and then, like, corporate-style sports entertainment of WWE. Like, it's all different. Yep. And people excel in different areas. Like, Mil Muertes was awesome in Lucha Underground. I feel like Mil Muertes would suck in WWE. Yeah. Because, like, him and Katrina would have to, like, cut a million promos, and then it would be really boring, and he's not big enough to, to like, be, you know, size-intimidating compared to, like, WWE's Giants. So it's like, oh, well. Oh, he's still I a big he guy, sucks. though. I, think I mean, he's still big, but, like, he's not bigger than, he's not even bigger than guys like Corbin. Yeah. I mean, I guess Corbin's kind of big, but whatever. But, like, Corbin would dwarf him. That's the problem. Like, he would go out there against the guy like Corbin and be like, oh, shit, like, he's actually kind of short. Even though he's, like, a brick shit house, and yeah. he could probably run directly through Corbin. <laughs> Maybe I should stop using Corbin as, like, a reference point. <laughs> he's just so shitty. Too much Corbin. Um, too much Corbin. Way too much Corbin. Uh, do you think there's any chance of him winning the King of the Ring? I think there's absolutely a chance of him winning the King of the Ring. Uh, like... It's so disgusting that that's, uh, that's so true. They they love the heel king of the ring. They love it. They love it so much. And they love Corbin for some goddamn reason. Yeah, I don't get it either. I, I mean, I want, I want it to be Chad Gable. That would be great. Uh, you know, don't call him Shorty G or anything like that. Just let oh, him be come Chad on. Gable. They've, they've got the trademark for it. Just throw that in the trash. Just be like, it was an inconvenient mistake. Um, if Enzo ever comes back, we'll just name him Shorty G. <laughs> but no, like, you know what? Please, like, let, let Chad Gable be the American Bret Hart or something. Like, if you won't let him be Chad Gable, then, or let him be, uh, Kurt Angle, then let him be Bret Hart or something. Yeah. The, uh, Olympic suplex guy. <laughs> yeah, like, man, if he fucking Olympic suplexes the fuck out of Corbin... Pins him, becomes king of the ring, gives a really heartfelt speech about how, like, you know, he's won all these opportunities, and now he's finally got something to really, like, cement his name in WWE. I think that could, the crowd could be really excited. I think people would be losing their shit for Gable. Oh, yeah. 
I will probably stand up and clap. <laughs> that is that is how excited I will be. Because <laughs> I'm trying to, like, what is the actual current state of the tournament? Is there, is it just the finals left? I'm... Yes, just the finals yeah, on Sunday. It is just the finals, yeah. Although it's, the finals aren't on Sunday. I thought they got bumped. Oh, it's on Monday. You're right. Yeah. They bumped it over to Monday, those bastards. <laughs> hmm. Should we should we throw it into the predictions anyway? Yeah, that's because it was originally scheduled for. Yeah. All right. King of the Ring Finals. All right. Let's get into the predictions then. All right. Mr. Champion. Let's do it. Let's do it. You are up first. Oh man, just talking about that now, do I go for the King of the Ring Finals as my first, or do I feel more, because I feel like there are other matches that I'm more confident, because it's like, they could totally give it to Corbin, those pieces of shit, like, uh, um, okay, I feel most confident in, um, hmm, actually that one's a little bit iffy, okay, nope, I got it. Nakamura is retaining over the Miz. Okay. There's there's no way. If you know what, if they fucking do that, if Nakamura just drops the Intercontinental Championship to the Miz, that's that's like potentially WWE cancel material. That's that's like that's like going out of their way to be disrespectful. <laughs> to, to to not only the legacy of Shinsuke Nakamura as a wrestler and one of the greatest intercontinental champions outside of WWE. But then to just give it to The Miz in this stupid shit storyline that's had no interesting build for The Miz. But he's a face. And he's so bad at it. <laughs> he is abysmal. As like I thought his last babyface run was bad. This one is even worse. Yeah, I don't know. What, is, what are your thoughts on the Miz right now? The Miz and is not a face in this match, and <laughs> he's not a face. Like he's a great heel. He is, he is. such a good heel. <laughs> he has become a very good heel. Yeah. Because you know what? It's it's more of himself. Yeah, or at least the part of himself that he's maybe comfortable with showing the crowd. True. I mean, but like, just look at his life. Like, he's a wealthy mm. wrestler with the WWE. He has a super hot wife. Like, they live. In LA, they they just bought an even bigger house. Like, that's the kind of guy you fucking hate. Like, <laughs> yeah, on paper, yeah, that that is the kind of guy you hate. And then plus, on top of that, you paste it onto the Miz's face, who just has such a punchable <laughs> douchebaggy face. Yes, that's just like from yeah, the like, beginning. How is this guy like... not a heel? And yeah, uh, he just needs to go back to being a heel because this is bad. And honestly, you know, I hope that this is just part of that story. Like, maybe he just gets his ass kicked enough times where then he's just like, all right, you know what, fuck it. I'm not fighting fair anymore. That shit doesn't work. <laughs> I'm going back to being a heel. Because, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, how would you turn him back into a heel? And I guess that would be a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. You just break down his ill-found babyface confidence. <laughs> Ooh, or... Or, I mean, I mean, this would also be really bad, and I don't want this to happen because I don't want Miz to win the title. But, like, <laughs> what if Miz won the Intercontinental title and then was trying to be proud and show it off to his dad, and his dad just didn't care? So then he beat the shit out of his dad <laughs> with the Intercontinental to... title. <laughs> Miz beats down Miz's dad. That would be great. 
That could turn him heel. But yeah, I I feel like Nakamura definitely should retain here, especially because like, god damn it, like, are you guys ever gonna do anything with him? <laughs> like, there was the you first turned him heel against AJ, and then you didn't do anything there. I mean, you didn't even capitalize on him in the first place, obviously. Um, and then you did the U.S. title run, which never amounted to anything with the Nak America. Mm-hmm. Did the tag team with Rusev, which never amounted to anything. And now he's got Sami Zayn as a. And now he's. <laughs> I actually, I really like the dynamic of him and Sami Zayn, so I hope this goes somewhere. Oh, I think, yeah. It, I think it's going well so far. And it could be I really think so. Good. So, hopefully this continues. You know, I'm fine if Sami Zayn has to get involved or whatever. I don't care. Just don't let baby, just don't reward babyface Miz. <laughs> this is bad. Alright. Uh, I'm gonna go with probably what's gonna be the first match on the card. Just the hmm. space amount. Which I think... Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, the new um, Rick Roode and Miss and Mister Perfect. <laughs> yeah, tag yeah, team. you're right. <laughs> uh, I think they win the tag team titles over Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. Ooh, okay. Because I don't, I don't think they go into their the title defense of Seth and Braun with the tag titles. I was. I've been thinking about this match for a while, and my initial theories were always the same as yours. That, like, yeah, they're, these guys were destined to obviously lose the tag titles and the build-up to their match at the end of the night, where, like, one of them has betrayed the other or whatever. But I've been thinking about this a little bit more. And I think the reason that they picked Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode as the guys to be in this match is because these are two guys that WWE gives absolutely zero fucks about yeah but they also don't give a fuck about the tag title so exactly and so they don't care about the top contenders for the tag titles jobbing the fuck out to the two contenders for the world title at a pay-per-view i think these two are just gonna get bounced around by Strowman, and then they're gonna retain the titles to like just make them both look stronger for the title match at the end of the night. Like so so if, say for example, if at the end of this match, Strowman completely like fucks Rude and Ziggler and mm-hmm. then puts them both into the middle of the bang ring, pins them both while looking at Seth, then it's like, bitch, I just pinned two guys. You think I can't pin your ass in the main event? Mm. Like I, I can see this all, but I still don't think they have the tag team titles. Well, I guess we'll find out whether oh. WWE has any respect for tag team wrestling or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what this match is all about. It, honestly, it kind of is. Because if they have any respect for it, then it's like these guys, like Ziggler and Root, should win. Yeah. But, you know, they, they hate tag team wrestling. <laughs> they hate it with a passion. I think it's. I think I've realized they hate it with a passion, just from because it's like a calculation that it's like, wait, I got to pay two more guys for this match. Fuck that. <laughs> well, I mean, Vince is getting his deal on a uh, on this uh, card because he's got Seth and Braun doing a tag team match and then a singles match, so it's even less guys he's got to pay. You know, I think that's actually part of secretly why they really like Seth Rollins is because he does all that CrossFit. So he's got insane cardio, so they can make him work multiple matches every night. Is that is that why Braun's gonna just do like nothing in the 
He's doing nothing in one of the matches. There's no way Braun can go <laughs> two whole matches. Well, that's what I'm saying. This this tag match, maybe they'll just turn it into a straight squash, like just straight up job. Like yeah. Rude runs at him, slams. Ziggler runs at him, slam. Pin both guys. Match over. Like, <laughs> like Game that's it. Over. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> you two flush down the toilet. Oh god. But yeah, no, I think if, if WWE had their way, they would just put um, Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins for every single match for <laughs> every card. Just like, we just have these two guys, and that's it. I was gonna, yeah. I totally forgot that Reigns had a match tonight. Yeah. Yeah, for which, uh, night, is, which is uh, the match I'm going to pick next. Uh, oh, okay. Roman Reigns. Yeah, because, you know, the, the meme is alive. Reigns wins, LOL. Yeah. Uh, there's no way he's losing to Eric Rowan. I mean, the the no, the only potential way is if somebody pins him down with a forklift. <laughs> like for how this whole thing started. <laughs> well, here's what I think happens. I I think the fake Eric Rowan comes out, and then Eric Rowan comes in in the middle of the match to actually beat Roman Reigns. That's what I think happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Actually, you know what? Or what if what if it's Daniel Bryan? What if Daniel Bryan comes in driving the forklift? Ah. Uh, and it was Daniel Bryan all along. I think well, I think it definitely was Daniel Bryan all along. Yeah. I think that's obviously. what they're going for, but they've just done but it yeah. in such a weird way. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's just the most uninteresting mystery of all time. <laughs> like it's it's even less interesting by far than like the anonymous raw GM. Oh my god. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> like Edge smashing his head on a laptop out of frustration. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Man, I feel like I almost should go back and watch that just for like the appreciation of like some shit has gotten a lot better. Like as much as we still harp on WWE, like at least at least they aren't doing some of that shit anymore. That's true. At least they're like two quality actually there are three women's matches on here, at least two of pretty good quality i think guaranteed yeah and that wouldn't have happened back then so there's that yeah they still hate tag teams um but other people have like the work rate has gotten a lot better for a lot of other matches um but yeah reigns and rowan this is just like classic wwe's wheelhouse i don't think they've advanced in any way it's just reigns is their guy Mm -hmm. so reigns wins the match uh, even, if, even if we do get the reveal of Daniel Bryan, because I feel like that could happen in this match. Like he tries to help Rowan. I think that I think it could lead to a Rowan win, though, which would lead into a little bit more of the Bryan storyline. So we'll see. I agree. Yeah, I think it's like a ninety-eight percent chance Reigns wins, and <laughs> yeah. then like a two percent chance that Eric Rowan wins. I mean, to be honest, though, I feel like after the uh, the last kind of promo that Rowan had give or gave. Like after he attacked Daniel Bryan and uh, Roman Reigns and stuff, mm-hmm. I if I was if I was the one in charge of booking this, I feel like I would really f- want to find a way. Maybe even if he didn't win, if he got kind of like a half win or like a, a disqualification, or I guess they don't have any disqualifications here, but like a draw or like some sort of big moment. Like I would want Eric Rowan to look good coming out of this match because I thought he was great in that section. Mm-hmm. Like I thought he came across very well. Like he. 
as like a guy who's just been in that company for so long with like no real direction of his own and then actually having like a little bit of momentum and an opportunity to try and like grasp the reins and become something like it, it reminds me of like remember a couple of years ago when um bray wyatt had the title going into wrestlemania against orton and luke mm-hmm. harper was like really hot and they just did nothing yeah like and i'm not saying he's anywhere near that level but i'm just saying like if you try to invest in eric rowan a little bit who knows maybe you could have another luke harper situation on your hands and maybe this time like don't squander it <laughs> Like, actually do something with it. Because I feel like if if you make Eric Rowan a more valuable talent, there's no downside to that. Well, I mean, there's a, there's no downside to making anyone a valuable talent. Like, but it's like, but, like, WWE doesn't understand that. Like, yeah. they constantly make their talents so, like, valueless. They make them look like fucking idiots, and it's insane. Like, I don't know, I don't know why they don't understand that, like, making a good wrestling show is easier with lots of good characters. Mm-hmm. Like the more good people you have the better right like the more people you don't just bury into the dirt the more people you can do something with instead of just investing everything in Roman Reigns <laughs> like a silly bunch of assholes alright so I've got next match right yes yes I'm gonna go with uh, Becky beating Sasha Hmm, okay. And retaining the title. I just don't think Sasha's hot enough yet to win the championship. I feel like I would agree in of herself. I don't think that she's done quite, especially because, at least in my brain, still, like, Becky holding that title means that she was the one who beat Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like Sasha's done enough to unseat the person who done that. I think she could be on her way. Like, the mm-hmm. her return and stuff, and like, the turn on Natty and stuff was great, so. Yeah, her return, like, I like the energy of her heel turn, too. I like mm. how, I like how weirdly honest she is. Like, how she came out and was just like, yeah, I threw a temper tantrum and all that sort of shit. Yeah, <laughs> but then, but then I took it. my WrestleMania check and went on vacation. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's just owning it, like a real boss would. Yeah. And I, the only way I feel like I could see her winning is, I think, if Bailey helps her cheat to win. Mm. Like, that's possible. Because I could kind of see that being, like, part of what happens maybe in both of these matches. It's like they're kind of, like, cheating to help each other win. To, like, steal the women's division, as it were. Yeah, like, I definitely see this as a long-term goal of, like, both of them having the singles titles, right? Mm -hmm. So they went from having the women's tag team championships to now having each of them, like, the top of the singles. Yeah. Yep. Of each brand. That, That would make a lot of sense. And then you have Becky and Charlotte, like, unre- or reliantly having almost kind of, like, teamed together against them. Yeah. To cancel out the other two horsewomen. Yeah, which I, I think totally makes, see that. makes Charlotte uh, a face turn, which I think, like, feel like should have happened. And I actually know it could be really interesting, too, is if they keep this going, especially at least up until Survivor Series, you could get a really cool Survivor Series match, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, you have the four horsewomen... Yeah, yeah, four horsemen. Yeah, you know, they could, I guess, maybe recruit some other people onto their side or something if they need to potentially. But then, yeah, like I think you'd just do the two Sasha, on two, right? Like, or even that, I would, I'd be super down for just a big two on two tag team match. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like Charlotte and Becky versus. Um, why am I blanking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bailey and Sasha. Sorry. Yeah. 
Although, like, I would definitely be down for that, but I would also be down for, like, the kind of scheming and conniving, like, if they had to do, like, putting together, like, captain teams and things like that. Like, especially, I think Sasha would be very interesting to watch in that kind of a story. Like, if she's building a team of people to defend herself against Becky and Charlotte. <laughs> and just be like, yeah, you know what, whatever, bitches, come for it. But, you know, I got these three other hoes that I've convinced to stand in front of me. <laughs> so, you gotta beat them now. And convince people to actually fight alongside you. And you're a bunch of frigid bitches, so good luck finding friends. <laughs> like, I think that could be very entertaining if done right. Mm-hmm. Especially because, like, I feel like Sasha Banks, of anybody in the women's division, should be leading a stable. Her fucking nickname is The Boss. She should be the boss of something. In my opinion. Yeah. Maybe she could take, like, Mandy Rose and Sony Deville or something. Mm. Like just make them her cronies or something. Maybe. Or uh who'd be some other good ones potentially? If if you were gonna make a Sasha Banks stable from some of the people existing on their, their roster. Yeah, actually I mentioned Mandy Rose. I think her Although I think for the true version of this stable to exist Either Bailey would have to change her gimmick a lot, or Sasha would have to like kick Bailey out and just be like, "I'm done dealing with you." Actually, that would be an interesting thing for a Bailey heel turn, right? Like to, for her to completely shed like any part of like the hug character and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like have her go, like do the opposite. Well, I guess do do like the the '90s trope of the movie, right, where the nerdy girl gets the makeover and mm-hmm. becomes the hot girl. Like basically, do that with Bailey. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But then, yeah, she's like the bitchy hot girl. Now. Yes, exactly. Like instead of her, like in the end being the good person and stuff, she's just a mm-hmm. heel. Like, <laughs> yeah. I would love to like take some of that idea and combine it with like. Do you remember kind of like the dynamic they had between like um, uh, Adrian Neville and TJP back on like the early days of Two Hundred Five yes. Live when it was like in a weird kind of like parasitic relationship, like TJP was like working for Neville mm-hmm. to try and like get back to the title. Yeah. Like I would almost kind of love to see Bailey work in that kind of a way in that she's like weirdly submissive to Sasha and will go out there and fight people on her behalf. Like this like dark princess kind of a gimmick. I don't <laughs> know. I think that could be kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like Sasha's dolled her up and then in exchange, it's like, Hey, you know how pretty and popular you are now? Well, you know, to stay in our group and make me happy, you got to go beat up those people who are talking trash on me. Like, Becky's talking shit on us, Bailey. You got to go break her arm. Like, you got to go give her a big hug. Break her ribs. Like, um, ooh, another person you could do, I just realized, is uh, Alexa Bliss. Mm, she, yes. I think her and Sasha would be really good together. Ooh, yeah, it's like... They could either be so wickedly together or, like, the greatest of rivals. Like, both controlling, like, stables, like, feuding yes. queens. <laughs> feuding or toge- queen. Oh my do, do, do. <laughs> or, yeah, just them together just take over the entire women's division. Oh, yeah. That would be scary. The boss and the goddess just dominate everybody. But I do I do like my idea of the... The... Me. Uh, Bailey, the heel. Yes. Like doing the makeover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nasty, evil, heel, sexy Bailey. 
Yeah, because then it's like, oh, it's like such a dark, twisted turn on like so many guys' desires of like wanting to be attracted to Bailey, but then it's like turning it all on its head. It's like, oh yeah, well now she's sexy, but now she's like lost all the the character that you loved in her. Yeah, in the first place. And she can always so, go back to the the face character. Yeah. So. Well, I think that would have to be the destiny of it. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, unless who knows, maybe she ends up becoming like a fucking amazing heel out of nowhere. That's true. But, like, I think she's just such a natural baby face. That yeah, this would be like part of a story where she has her dark phase, and then eventually she <laughs> dark becomes phase. a baby Sorry, face again. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like it's like a teenager. It's like they get their angsty phase for like a couple of years, yeah, and then they eventually are like, oh wow, that was really embarrassing. I was like really edgy for no fucking reason and like overly emotional. That was gross. Okay, I'm gonna grow up now. <laughs> but then at the same time, like kind of not grow up like i can be kind of childish again like i can enjoy watching a disney movie again and not have to feel embarrassed about admitting that <laughs> like like a teenage boy would you know man we talked a lot about <laughs> sasha and bailey yeah <laughs> you know what maybe i'll just go for that match next i'm trying to look at like what i feel most confident in otherwise are you going with uh and... bailey's match yeah, because I, I do feel really confident. Yeah, I'll go for that. I'm going to say Bailey retains over Sasha and I or Charlotte. Mm. And I think it's going to be similar reasoning. Like I think it's going to be both of these girls are gonna, probably going to help each other out in the night to screw over both Becky and Charlotte to kind of like really cement this like um, uh, like codependent, I want to say. It's like a codependent relationship they have. Mm. But do you, so you, I, so you pick Bailey. But yeah. do, you, do you see Sasha winning it? Like, I know you've, you kind of yeah. have her as a pick, but... Yes, you forced me into picking Sasha, but I also believe that Sasha will win. Okay. Like, I think I think that's the story they're going to try and go for, is to try and build up these two as a, a dangerous pair, and they're going to fuck over Becky and Charlotte, take the titles, and then I could totally see that what you were talking about happening on Monday Night on Raw. Like, they were talking about how it's like, yo, we used to have the tag titles... And now we have both of the women's titles. Mm-hmm. All right. So <clears throat> I'm going to go with. I kind of see. Hmm, I'm split on Kofi and Randy because I can see two outcomes. I can either see Randy yeah. winning it here or I can see another bullshit finish. And then they have to do the, the rubber match at Hell in a Cell. Right, because it's like, either way, they're definitely, I think, doing another match of Hell in a Cell. Yeah. And the feud. And then the so, question, right, is like, is it a bullshit finish here, or does Randy get the title for a little bit? I think Randy gets the title for a little bit. I'm going to go with that one. So I think Randy beats Kofi Kingston here. All right. You're taking Mr. Orton. Yep. The rattlesnake. RKO out of nowhere. Honestly, I, I kind of think that yeah, there's a really good possibility of that, to be honest. I would not be surprised at all. Because the last match ended in just, like, the disqualification because um, Orton was messing with Kofi's family on the outside, right? Yes, and then Kofi was like, Don't you dare go talk to my family! How dare you talk to my family! <laughs> and so then he fucks him up and stuff like that. And then in the build-up to this match, he's been fucking up uh, Xavier Woods and Big E a lot more, right? Yeah, like, New Day hasn't been on TV in a long time. Yeah. Although they're going to be defending the titles uh, against Revival. Yes. But, like, I don't think they've been on TV for the past, like, 
two or three weeks. Yeah, I don't really remember seeing them that much. Because, yeah, it's mostly just kind of like when Kofi on his own, I think. Yes. Because, uh, oh yeah, right, because Orton took out Woods one week and then he took out Big E another week, I think, yes. right? yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I it's, it's hard because I feel like there would be... Hmm. It's like Kofi winning back the title, that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. But then... I don't know. I, the other way I could see this kind of going is that like New Day comes back and they end up like just attacking Orton for another disqualification, and then this leads to like, all right, like the reason for the Hell in a Cell is because like first time you know you disqualified yourself, the second time New Day disqualified you. We need to be in a match where there's no disqualifications, no possibility of anybody else getting involved. You know that usual shit that they always say mm-hmm. uh, to justify Hell in a Cell. Because then I'm. Like, WWE's been, like, weird as far as how they do rematches lately. Because, like, if Orton wins it, and then they immediately rematch with Kofi, then it's like, why haven't they done other rematches recently? Because that's how they wrote it? Like, (laughs) Yeah, because then I guess they could just do it anyway, and just be like, whatever. Because WWE just constantly changes their own rules anyway, so who cares? Mm -hmm. But, hmm. yeah, it could go either way. It's, It's hard to... Because, yeah, I feel like it's, right, like, either way, they're fighting in Hell in a Cell. And they should. I think that's exactly how this feud should end. Yeah. But, yeah, that's hard. Well, I guess we'll see what happens, but. Yeah, the other thing, I guess, it's harder for me to think that New Day will get involved because they do have the match with Revival. But maybe if, like, say they lost the titles, especially, then maybe they could be, like, we're not going to lose all of our titles tonight. Like, hmm. we might have lost the tag titles, but like, hey, we're not above disqualifying Kofi to keep the title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that could be interesting. Man, there's so many different interesting directions I think they could go with New Day. Especially because, like, do you so... Do you, do you think that New Day should ever break up? I think eventually they're going to have to. Like, just when somebody retires, or do you think they have to do the the breakup storyline? I don't think they have to do the breakup storyline, but I think, like, the group doesn't stay together for this whole time. So then, so then, what are you saying you think has to happen? That eventually, at one point, they split up, but they, I don't think they have to do the breakup storyline where, like, they turn on each other and stuff. Is that, that That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, so you, you're saying they don't ever have to break up at least as far as like in storyline because like obviously people have to retire that's just the reality of life yeah and wrestling and shit but like because like you know th- like the rockers like they're still a fucking tag team like they're gonna be going doing shows for new japan <laughs> at uh wrestling fighting spirit evolved or right fighting spirit unleashed is what it's called so it's like you know new day could just be a tag team forever but or they could not because wwe is definitely not a fan of just keeping people as a tag team forever Oh no! Yeah, and it felt like to me the way that they would, if there was ever like a perfect opportunity for them to break them up someday, it would be a situation if by some miracle Kofi had the title, and then you took like you know Woods or E or both, and then they turn on Kofi out of like jealousy or something. Either that, or like out of frustration, like if he loses the title for their stable or something, like. I'm just trying to think of, like, because I feel like sometimes babyfaces 
lose a lot of their momentum. Obviously, after they've had their big title reign, they lose their big match and pass the title on to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a very interesting way to continue going forward with New Day obviously would be a potential breakup storyline, but I don't know. I just love New Day so much. <laughs> but they could always like break up and get back together again or something, but I don't know. I feel like just to break the WWE mold, it would be great to have a tag team that just never breaks up. Yeah, just to change it up a little bit. Yeah, because they, they do it way too much. And they usually do it, like, way too preemptively. You know, like, they put together these tag teams that are just, like, destined to break up. Like, for example, like, Kevin Evans and Jericho. Mm-hmm. Like, from the moment that was put together, it was, like, a ticking time bomb. Yeah. Like, everybody knew it was like, oh, okay, well, how long until Owens turns on Jericho? Which, like, I mean, the Festival of Friendship was still awesome, and I loved them together, and it was still, like, a good moment, but, like, I don't know. If, if they had been together for, like, years or something... So then it would almost, like, maybe even for, make me forget that, like, they were going to break up someday. Then it just would have meant even more. But. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. All right. So, was... Kofi versus Orton right. is out of the way. It's your pick then, right? Yeah. Let's see. Um... Let's go for the U.S. title here, because I feel like Styles just won it way too recently, and I don't think that while they're still giving Cedric a push, I don't think they're quite going to let oh, him win I this don't, title yeah, yet. I don't see Cedric winning a title. I don't see it happening. You know, he, had the, he had the Cruiserweight title there for a little while, and I think that was good. That was really good, actually. That was actually probably that was one of the better periods of 205 Live and the Cruiserweight Championship, for sure. Probably mm-hmm. only second to uh, Neville, to be honest. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's any way he beats Styles here. Just Style, there's there's too many better opponents for him and too many better feuds for the U.S. title, I think, than Cedric. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that, honestly, the perfect opportunity that this is for Cedric is to put on a really good match on a bigger stage than he's really had access to so far. Because mm-hmm. he's had, like, good TV matches, but he hasn't really had any pay-per-view opportunities other than, like, the pre-show with the Cruiserweight title. Yeah. So, actually getting on the pay-per-view proper, competing for a title like this, can really just show him off as a guy that people want to see more of, you know? So, I think this is his match to lose, but look really great in the loss end. And uh, I guess probably the OC will probably get involved or something. Oh, absolutely. But like I don't know. At the same time, I could see Styles just winning clean. That's possible. Like style, it's not yeah, like. Yeah, and I I don't think that would hurt Cedric at all, right? Like no, it's AJ as long, Styles. As, especially if you give this match like fifteen minutes, like I think it could be great. Yeah. Okay. So who do we have left? Got the uh, SmackDown tag team match, women's tag team match, Cruiserweight, King of the Ring, and the Universal Oh, yeah, title. so I, I definitely see Alexa and Nikki hanging on. I don't see Mandy and Sonya getting the titles. I agree. I I doubt that they're going to be the ones to unseat them yet, just, especially because there's no storyline going into this. Yeah. Like, you know. 
and it, there hasn't been. I think the the storyline will be the hint of Alexa and Nikki breaking up before they lose the titles. Mm-hmm. Like Alexa finally turning on Nikki or something. Yeah, yeah, I definitely could see that. Yeah, I feel like that's probably going to be what eventually leads into them losing the titles, right? Is them breaking up, mm-hmm. and then I would hope that then it leads into the. Actually, you know what? Maybe this is part of their uh, plan for a WrestleMania match, like on the undercard or something. Is that um. Yeah, you have Alexa Bliss versus Nikki Cross or something. Yeah. Yeah, babyface Nikki Cross having turned on Nikki or Alexa Bliss, who's been using her all this time and stuff. That could mm-hmm. be fun. But yeah, I, I feel like Mandy Rose and Sony Deville are just not a good enough tag team. They're just not. Yeah. No. Uh, they're not good enough wrestlers. They shouldn't be the tag. I'm trying, like, who... Hmm. Who should they drop these titles to, though? Like, maybe... If some of the other four horsemen come up at some point, like Shayna Baszler and her group, maybe they take them. Maybe them or um, Asuka and mm. yes, Kyrie Asuka Sane. and Kyrie Sane. I Actually, I see that when Paige is back from, I think she's resting from neck surgery, right? Or something. So mm. I think when she's back from that, I think the Kabuki Warriors make a run for the titles. I, I, I don't even know why she's paired up with them. I don't. I don't think she brings anything to their gimmick. No, I think I, it's just. I think she the, waters them down. I think it's the WWE trying to find something for her to do, right? Which yeah. is, I mean, it's it's a good. It's a double edged sword, right? Like they're trying to give Paige a job to give her money, right? Because mm-hmm. she's been a wrestler her whole life. Like, what else is she gonna do? Right. Um, and so, uh, but then like, where do you put her? Kind of a thing. I think they tried this, and so it sucks for the Kabuki Warriors, but. It's just, it's just, like, why, why is she with them? Like, it's just so fucking weird. They have no chemistry together. I don't think that she helps, like, accentuate anything of their personalities. Like, I'm not, like, I think it would be a good idea to potentially give them a manager. You know, to help them. You know, especially if WWE can't find a creative way to, like, get their characters over without promos. But, um, I don't think Paige is the person. Nah. For it. <laughs> Uh, honestly, I would rather see, even though it would run the risk of being a heel gimmick because of where he's at right now, I would love to see Sami Zayn also take them under his wing too <laughs> and start educating us about uh, Japanese wrestling. Mm-hmm. That'd be funny. But no, you know what? Honestly, I would rather have Paige. Maybe she could like manage for somebody in the UK, like bring somebody over. Oh, that would be cool. Oh, what if, uh, who just popped over to any, was it Rhea Ripley? Yeah, Rhea Ripley, yeah, she's, uh, fucking with Shayna Baszler now. Yeah. Yeah, what if she's like, that would be a great one. Yeah. Hmm, I would be way more down for that. Because then, yeah, Rhea Ripley wouldn't even have to talk if she doesn't want to. Paige just talks for her, Rhea Ripley just stands there intimidating and beats the shit out of people. Mm Mm-hmm. Perfect. There you go, WWE. Pay us. I gave you a good idea. Uh, okay, let's see. Next match. What am I going to predict? Um, You've got I'm gonna, this. I'm going to go for the cruiserweight title. Okay, I think cruiser. Gulak retains that. Uh, I just don't think they give enough of a shit about Humberto Carrillo or Lince Dorado yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Between the two, definitely Humberto Carrillo is more of a priority for them. Actually, you know what? I think... That could be part of what their 
whole plan is here is that Lince Dorado is just the guy to take the pin here and build to another match with uh, Gulak and Humberto down the line. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe Humberto is basically about to win this match, and then Gulak steals it. Yeah. Who are you taking? Uh, I will take... Sorry, who did you pick? Gulak, of course. Okay, Gulak. So I'll go with uh, Humberto. Humberto Corillo. Man, it's such a fucking shame that Gulak is the champion of 205 Live, like, right as it's fucking dying. I think he'll be great on NXT, though. <laughs> I I think so. He's he's so good that as long as they give him an opportunity, that like, he'll he'll be good. I'm just imagining him with the uh, PowerPoint stuff on NXT. Yes, please let him bring that back. I don't know why they let that die off. Like I don't, if I'm remembering correctly, I don't think he's done a single PowerPoint since he's been fucking champion. And it's like, how the fuck is he not going to do a PowerPoint after being the champion? <laughs> but you know somehow they just don't give us what we want in that regard uh, alright you got three matches to pick from here Smackdown tag King of the Ring Universal title Uh oh I'll go with King of the Ring I think Corbin wins oh you cynical bastard <laughs> <laughs> man I we might have to reassign I think you might be the heel now <laughs> Picking Baron Corbin over Chad Gable, but no, you're just you. You know Vince and his evil mind. I've watched it for too long. <laughs> it's for too long. Yeah, I mean, King of the Ring is such a heel gimmick, right? Oh, yeah. Although, I feel like with how many times he sat on that damn throne and put on the hat, it's almost like you know, reverse foreshadowing, right? Of yeah, he's like, done it too others. much now. So yeah, exactly. He's touched it too many times. He's gone Whereas, too close to the flames. He's he's opened the Ark of the Covenant and melted his face off. And Chad Gable will stand tall, not Shorty G. Because, <laughs> like, alright, let me also paint this to you. Baron Corbin, at least in WWE's canon, retired Kurt fucking Angle. <laughs> Winning King of the Ring compared to that doesn't mean shit. Like, who fucking cares? If Corbin isn't already over as a heel, he's not gonna be. But he's, like, semi-over as a heel. I'll give him a little bit of credit. Chad Gable has been given nothing. Straight up fucking nothing. He's had tag team partner after tag team partner ripped away from him. He just, like, fucking never wins matches. I think the only title he ever won in WWE was, like, the SmackDown tag titles with Shelton Benjamin for, like, a week or two. Like, they've given him dick. If they give this to him, this is actually the biggest thing they've ever given him in his career. Like, this is actually something important to Chad Gable's career. So, don't make the wrong choice, WWE, damn it. Don't waste this. Like, I hate when they just waste shit. You know, like, when they wasted fucking money in the bank, just giving it to Brock Lesnar. It's like... (laughs) You can just let Brock Lesnar have a match whenever the fuck you want because he's Brock Lesnar. Yeah. You know, Money in the Bank can fucking change somebody's career. King of the Ring can change somebody's fucking career. Look at Bret Hart. Look at fucking Steve Austin. Like, I'm not saying that that was the only thing that changed their career, but it had fucking helped. 
So, Chad Gable, please. Well, yeah, I mean, look at uh, Sheamus and Wade Barrett and all to change their careers. Hey, I'm not saying it's a guaranteed change. I'm just saying. If you don't fuck it up, it's a good opportunity. <laughs> and you know what? Actually, maybe maybe if we're saying by those uh, by those rules, maybe King of the Ring is actually a better babyface thing. Because, like, even though it seems like a better heel gimmick and they've given it the more heels, has it ever really translated to meaningful success for heels? Oh, no. It, and it used to be a babyface thing. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe um, there, was, there was a mix of heels and baby faces in the beginning, but like, like you had King Harley Race and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I, maybe you know, going back to the more old school idea of actually giving to a baby face might just be better. Yeah, they so they just tried the heels recently, so maybe it's time to switch it up. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's see. We got two matches left: Universal Title and SmackDown Tag. Um. I'm going to go for the Universal title match. I say Seth retains over Braun. You said I Seth just, retains? Yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. I just don't see them giving it to Braun. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely down on Braun. He's not as big as he once was. Yeah, like he, he's been very hot at different times, and then they just like cool him off massively out of nowhere. And, uh, yeah, this feels like another opportunity where they're just, like... Like, honestly, I don't even know why they decided to put together this storyline. This seems very weird to me. Mm-hmm. Like, from the get-go, as far as, like, why did they pick Braun Strowman as the next opponent? Why are they doing the tag team storyline? Like, it all just seemed very strange to me. Um, and it just never felt like it was ever going to turn into Braun Strowman winning. Like, it just doesn't feel like... Because Braun Strowman still never won a... He's never won a title. Period. Right? Or no, he won the tag titles with Nicholas. That's right. <laughs> but he's never won a singles title. He, yes. Oh, no, he won the, he won, uh, was it the Greatest Royal Rumble? Oh, right. The big weird green title that d- just appeared. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I feel like if he's going to win the title for the first time, like, this is too weird and stupid of a storyline for it to come out of this. But that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on this match and this feud? And I completely agree with you. I think it's Seth. I don't think they want to do anything with Braun. I think Braun's just the big guy that will always be around the main event picture, but never actually. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, like, just imagine, like, if you rewind the clock a little while, and if they hadn't screwed up all these, like, Brock Lesnar matches and feuds and storylines with Brock Lesnar and or with Roman Reigns and... Um, Goldberg and stuff like that, you could have had Braun Strowman be the guy to beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah. They had a lot of missed opportunities with that guy. Mm-hmm. Poor Bronny the Strowman. <laughs> do you think... Do you, Here's another question about Braun Strowman. Do you think he's better off in WWE as a face or as a heel? Or in this kind of like weird, I guess... Would you maybe qualify him as a tweener right now? Uh, I think he's a face right now. Yeah. I uh, don't know, just like, I remember in this lead up, he said something like, like, fuck Stone Cold, basically. Like, not, uh, obviously not fuck, because you can't say fuck, but he was like, I don't like Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I feel I, like there's no way you could say that and be a babyface in WWE. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was just like, 
he doesn't matter to me or something like that. Hmm. Okay. But yeah, yeah. What do you what do you think is what do you think Braun is better served off as? Because obviously, like Miz is like he's a heel, but I don't know. Braun's a little more complicated. Uh, and I think he's. I think he can go for either. Hmm. So. Um, but I would say he should be more of a. I feel like a heel right now with Seth as the champion, right? But he's not acting like mm-hmm. a full-on heel. Yeah, I mean, I guess right. Like for the storyline, maybe they should be leaning into some more of his heel tendencies. But like, I I really do feel like, as far as like in WWE's landscape, like. Let me point to somebody else. Like Pete Dunne is a good example of somebody who actually acts like a tweener in WWE. You know, WWE NXT cuz like he still yeah. gets cheered a lot, but like he still acts like a heel a lot of the times. Like he acts kind of shitty, like he fucks people over, like he does things like that. Not in the exact same way, but like I feel like Braun Strowman should be kind of like almost in the middle of that. Like I think that he he shouldn't be dastardly, like because WWE all their heels are like weirdly cowardly and dastardly and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think Braun should be like that. He should be monsterly, but he should also still kind of have a little bit of that like soft side that he can play into sometimes. Because we've seen enough of his like character, I think that like people like him. You know, people want to cheer about people getting these hands and stuff. You know, so you you can't ignore that. I don't think. Yeah, but I also feel like if you go way too much into like, just dumb, cuddly, happy, smiling, babyface territory, like WWE likes to do, that almost, like, ruins Braun Strowman even more. Because then that turns him into, like, the flip-flopping big show, where then he's just like, oh, well, one week he's the big, cuddly giant, and then the next week he's the angry giant. Yeah, and and that's just... And that it would just demean... It means both of them don't matter. Like... Yeah. Because then it's like, well, I don't believe you as the scary guy, because I know that you're just this, like, little gentle guy when you want to be and then this gentle guy's like well i don't really believe you because i know that you can also like just be an asshole <laughs> so i feel like it would almost be behoove braun Strowman to like find a middle ground and stick to it yeah as far as like he's ferocious but like not completely out of control or something i don't know like uh yeah i don't know i think i've made my point <laughs> I don't need to go on anymore. But poor Braun, he's he's not winning the title here. Oh, absolutely not. Do you think Braun Strowman ever wins the title? I know that you've said he kind of like hovers around that main event picture, but like, do you think he ever does get a title run? I think something would have to change in Vince's mind. Or whoever's running the show mind. Hmm. Dang, that bad. Because I, I, I kind of feel like he's going to at least get a title run someday. Even if it's just like a transitional one. I feel like it'll happen. I feel like he's they sh- he should have already had it by now, so that's why I'm just like... Yeah, there's that too, right? It's like, they're so picky and so perennial, but like... They still just don't have anybody quite of his size right now. Like, I think if they get anybody else who's as big as him before he gets a title run, then it's like, uh-oh. You gotta watch out. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Well, shall we go on to the last match then? Yeah. New Day versus is... The Revival? Is it my pick? It is. Ah, I'm going to go with the Revival then. Ooh, okay. I think them teaming up with Orton has kind of raised their stock, so to speak. And I feel like with Orton taking out New Day, 
Mm-hmm. They've kind of like lowered in their stock, so therefore I think it's the time to switch the titles and spice things up a little bit. Yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah, I, this one is such a, a, a coin flip for me because it's like, yeah, it's like New Day is almost feuding more with Orton, right, as alongside Kofi rather than New, uh, the Revival. But like the Revival are like just teaming up with Orton as like his lackeys. Yeah. And like they almost like the groups aren't even really feuding with each other. They're just both like, oh, well, we're representing this other guy that, and we care about his interests. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is just a weird, tough coin flip. So, yeah, uh, I guess I'm going New Day. And I'm fine with that. I love New Day. I would never betray them. Um, I thought I thought I had something else about this match, but I don't. Like, it's just such a, it's just it's, happening. It's the secondary match to the title match. I think they're literally just doing it because the gimmick of the pay per view, right, is that every title gets defended. Yeah. So it's like, well, we have to do it, I guess. And like so. <laughs> revival and New Day have kind of been feuding because it's been the revival and Orton against Kofi, so yeah, so yeah, just might happen. Although that would be also an interesting visual, right? If like say Orton and the Revival stole all the gold from New Day all in one go, that would be great. That would be very humiliating for New Day. Um, but yeah, I guess that'll pretty much do it for the pay per view because that's that's uh that's all the matches. And then we also did the King of the Ring finals, of course, which is happening on Monday, right? Yes. Monday or Tuesday. One of the two. Yeah. Honestly, you know what? I don't. I initially hated that decision, but now I'm like, that's fine. Because there's, we'll there's 11 There's 11 matches on this card, right. so. There's, there's already enough matches, and it's just going to get overshadowed, probably. Yeah. If it happened then. But I'm like, if it happened on Raw, set, especially if it happens like the main event of Raw, then it could be the highlight of the fucking show. Mm hmm. Especially if Chad Gable wins. <laughs> Otherwise, just like, poop on all of you, Corbin wins. Which is what's going to happen. Yeah, it, it, dude, it might. <laughs> I am not super confident. <laughs> um, okay, I think that'll pretty much do it. Was there anything else you wanted to no, I'm share good. after the pay-per-view? No? All right, well, thanks for listening, folks. Those are our predictions for Clash of Champions coming up. Uh, let's see, Hell in a Cell is the next one, right? Yeah, unless we want to pick up before AEW and NXT start on Wednesdays. Hmm. Okay. Perhaps. Uh, yeah, let's let's talk about that. Yeah, we could we we could just pop, if we know enough of the matches maybe happening and stuff, we could preview like the two shows. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, for the rest of you listening, thanks for listening, and. Uh, We'll get another show to you sometime soon. That we will. Have a good week, everybody. Yes, good weekend. Happy wrestling. Peace.